the message of Christianity is being pushed out. It's being discredited. And there's a rewriting of history. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now today our guest is Brian Bush. He's a news and biblical correspondent in the Middle East who has lived in Jerusalem for over 25 years. He gives us a first-hand perspective of life in the Holy Land. want to talk a little bit about the city of Jerusalem, Israel, and the uh, Mideast, and the Lord's calling for you to be there. Well, you want to talk about making an omelet? <laughs> it's messy <Sure>. over there. <laughs> what the do you Middle mean by East that? matters. <laughs> Some people may wonder what well, you meant by that. What I mean by that is uh, it's challenging, and that's why the Middle East matters so much, which is why we're providing our listeners with news. The Middle East is a place of monotheistic faith where we have received God's word and where the prophets walked, where the kings ruled, and where Christ our Savior came and was crucified and rose again. And the complexities politically are such that the message of Christianity is being pushed out, it's being discredited, and there's a rewriting of history that has happened throughout time, of course. But for us today, it's terrible as the Christian population is less than 1%. So I am over there and have been for 25 years because I'm convicted that the Christian presence should remain in the place of its birth. Yes. And uh, the complexities are on the political level on the spiritual level, and indeed, too, on the personal level. It's a difficult place to live. Mm -hmm. Well, you didn't start there. Um, where did you start? Well, I'm from Southern California, uh -huh. and I went as a pilgrimage to Jerusalem in the late 1980s, mm -hmm. and I stayed inside the old city at a little place called Christ Church, and the receptionist there uh, who took my reservation and helped me get uh, settled and everything and squared away my visits to the various holy places, ultimately, long story short, uh, became my wife. Oh, and that yeah. was several years in the making. And I eventually uh, went back over to Israel and then um, came back to America. I went and did some missionary work. And she was involved in that preparatory part of that. And I went to Asia and I waited two years for her father to say yes. Oh. And when he said yes, I was there in about 10 days and we were married the following week. That was his condition. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. So she was part of that 1% that are labeled as Christians? Yeah. And at that time, it was actually closer to 4%, which gives you a perspective in this last two and a half decades how the Christian population has left. There's been an exodus mm -hmm. and it's frightening. It really is frightening because if you don't have the Christian witness, the stones are dead. We're living stones. Mm -hmm. We are a testament 
to what transpired there. We're the tangible bridge to the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the cause for the um, exodus of Christians? Well, it is the political climate, the lack of economic opportunity, families, every parent wants their child to be better than them. And the Christian communities particularly emphasize education for their children. And that means that they're going to a school that is sponsored by the French or the English or the Germans. So subsequently, those graduates go on for their higher education to those countries. They've learned the language sufficiently where they can be in the academic arena. And then once you're that age, you fall in love and you settle and you're no longer a resident of the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. So how is it to live there as a Christian? Do you come up against challenges? Is it hard to advance in a career? Or, or what are your challenges for living there? Yeah, there's very much discrimination that takes place. Birds of a feather flock together. And uh, of course, our friends in, the, uh, in Israel who are Jewish, they tend to hire their own. And uh, the Arab Muslim population also feels the pressure. So they obviously like to hire their own so that there's continuation of their presence mm -hmm. there in the Holy Land. It's a challenge. You know, as a parent, I look at my daughters and I think, well, what are they going to work in the future here? Uh -huh. Who will they meet? How will they settle yes. a family in such a place of, of changing and turmoil. Life as a Christian, living in its place of birth. And we'll return to our talk with Christian news correspondent Brian Bush in just a moment, so stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. That's all one word, and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. There, all of our podcasts are posted, along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, or tweet us on Twitter. Now, let's return to our talk with longtime resident of Jerusalem and Christian news correspondent Brian Bush. And how about in the Christian community itself there? What is the worship like? And is, is it a vibrant community, even though it's a small minority a lot of times that really challenges Christians to have a very vibrant community because they need each other. Yeah, I would answer that yes. Each mm -hmm. community has huge problems. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is just that people have lived there all their life and they know no different. Yes. I believe that the uh, worship of the different ethnic communities who are represented there is alive and well but the numbers are so small mm -hmm. and that can be discouraging. And unfortunately, you know, you see it from time to time. There's infighting between communities. I know a lot of people in the West don't really understand it, but mm -hmm. the, the way to look at that is to recognize that 
the principal place, the Church of the Resurrection, also called the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. You you have all these different denominations expressed in terms of ethnic-based denominations, all under one roof. And 364 days of the year, they're getting along just fine, mm-hmm. in addition to the 5,000-plus pilgrims that are visiting the yes. church every day. Yes, right. Now, what about letting your light so shine to be witnesses for Christ? How is that uh, for a Christian in the Holy Land? Yeah, a lot of people come from here and they go over there and uh, they do it their way, shall we say. The light shines best and is is most effective when it's standing still. Hmm. And that light is then projected out and away. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned in the years that I've been there is to be who Christ asks me to be which is what? He asked me to be his hands. He asks me to be his ears. He asks me to be compassionate, to speak hope. When someone comes to me, then I'm ready to speak and I'm ready to do those things. Or when I see a need that needs to be taken care of, I can do that. But it's a different uh, environment over there where you don't as a minority amongst the minority, you don't, shall we, for lack of a better term, say, push your uh, witness. Yes. yes. You let people see it lived out in you rather than spoken from you. Yes, and, and then it tends to be God who speaks when you just get out of the way and let him do it. So that's exciting to hear. Now, it was obviously providential the way you got together with your wife, and then there was another providential association that you have uh, to get the gospel out. So do you want to explain how that happened? Well, my background was radio and television. Uh, I graduated with that degree. I worked professionally in the business, and when I went over to the Holy Land, I worked uh, in the management of one of the Christian holy sites there for the first year. Mm. And then I worked uh, for the last 15 years in television, uh, doing news broadcasts and Christian interest segments. And I'm very happy to be able to help the listeners learn about what the news is from there as a person locally, but also to perhaps offer a little word of encouragement and hope in bringing the reality of what the scripture says, sometimes relating it to the very news of the day. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, uh, sometimes uh, the secular news uh, reports are kind of um, sensational, and they only go for the things that um, really grab people when there's uh, traumatic events going on. But you're there day to day, walking the streets and visiting with the people that live there. And so you have a better feel and a better uh, perspective of what's going on. Isn't that uh, part of your reporting to be able to give a uh, clearer perspective of the uh, Middle East? Yeah, perhaps to give voice to uh, a view of the issues that might not be heard here. I think what I'm realizing, particularly being over here this time and looking at some of the news uh, here in the States, is it some of it seems to be editorialized. There's agendas perhaps 
that are influencing um, how things are reported. Mm -hmm. And again, it goes back to our first question, which was, you know, the complexities of living there. There's more than two sides to this coin, the issue at hand. And it can be difficult. But I would also add, so often decisions that are made here, 7,000 miles away, Mm -hmm. affect millions of people there yes. that have nothing to do with, uh, you know, they want to live in peace. They're not seeking conflict. Sometimes uh, people have the perception that everybody just wants to have war over there. That is not true. People want to live in peace. They want to seek prosperity. They want security for their children. Yes, of course. But it's good to hear. It's good to hear that because, as you say, uh, the media might present it in a different way or the perception might be different here. Well, things of war sell, right? And that's unfortunately in the commercial news environment. That's important. Yes. Because we need advertisers. We need listeners. But we're not so focused on that. We'd like to talk about facts. An interesting conversation about life in the Holy Land and how news and events in the Middle East are reported. And we'll continue with our talk with Brian Bush on our next program, so be sure to join us then. This is Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others, like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. It's free. Also, if you missed a program or would like to hear the current one again, just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, all one word, and Bobby spelt with an I, dot com. And if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there. Just say, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the next episode of the podcast, Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our podcast on Pandora. And of course, you can connect with us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Do take a moment to just say hi, where you're listening from, and maybe what you think about our podcast. We'd love your feedback. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.